I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wrestling, as has been tirelessly repeated in the earnest defences of the industry by countless wrestling fanatics down the years, is a legitimately dangerous sport if performed improperly. That's why, and this isn't just to scare children and appease parents watching this goddamn video, pretty much every performer you see in a major promotion is a highly paid professional athlete. But unfortunately, even the very best well-trained professionals can still, every now and again, get it wrong. Now, even when everything goes tits up, there is a chance, just a chance, that these professionals can redeem themselves. And sometimes they come all so close to almost near-death experiences, but just managed to escape unscathed. I'm Adam Nicholas, this is What Culture Wrestling, and these are 10 wrestling stunts which nearly went very wrong. Number 10, Boss Mahoney, Big Orange Thing. One of the great failings of the human body is that, unlike an armadillo who's seen one thing too many, our soft, fleshy skin offers very little protection from, well, just about anything, whether it be sharp edges of seemingly innocuous sheaths of paper or the burning UV rays of the very sun which sustains us. Certainly then, such flimsy epidermis is of little value against a billion fragments of razor-tipped glass, something poor Ian Rotten found to his bloody detriment during a match with fellow hardcore legend Balls Mahoney at IWA's King of the Death Matches tournament 2003. At one point, during during the gruesome twosomes, violent fans bring the weapons, quarter-final gore-fest, the former Santa Claus was handed a very gnarly gift from the sickos in attendance. An enormous, ungimmicked light tube, or as the excited announce team called it, a big orange thing. Mahoney duly smashed it over Rotten's multi-scarred skull, only to realise it was in fact several solid glass tubes taped together like some sort of evil chimera of illumination. The pure remorse that Ball sells at his own actions as Ian staggers with a face full of glass says it all. Number 9. Hawk nearly suffocates everybody. The word stunt suggests a difficult physical endeavour that, though still dangerous, is performed with such skill and artistry as to be as safe as humanly possible. The Road Warrior's decision to gas up everybody in attendance at Chicago's Rosemont Horizon during the chaotic WrestleMania street fight opposite the Nation of Domination definitely did not fall under that purview. As per Bruce Pritchard, recounting the near mass asphyxiation event on his Something to Wrestle With podcast, most properly organised wrestling shows keep two fire extinguishers at ringside, one containing CO2 that leaves behind no residue, and a powder extinguisher which discharges a plume of room-filling lung-tightening chemicals. Hawk, of course, picked up the wrong one, causing the entire arena to vanish in a fog of brown dust. As Jim Ross on commentary just about managed to wheeze out, hell of a place to sit if you've got asthma. Oh, what a brush. With death, of course. Number eight, Shane McMahon versus Glass. 
Now, I think it's fair to say it's tough being the boss's son. Assuming you have a sense of pride, you pretty much have to go above and beyond to shake off the nepotism tag. And for many interns handed a plum position by grace of genetics, that means asking to be flung hard into a solid pane of glass until you dangerously smash through it. In an off-replayed spot legendary in its infamy, the McMahon Sproglet demanded Kurt Angle throw him through the set's glass panels during their street fight brawl at King of the Ring 2001. The only problem was, the glass wasn't playing ball. Turns out the stagehands in attendance weren't informed of the planned spot, and so the sugar glass that McMahon tended to smash himself through was actually the real deal. But of course, Shane McMahon is gonna Shane McMahon, and he wasn't accepting its lack of cooperation whatsoever. He insisted that Angle keep trying, which he did, until eventually physics won out, which of course it did. So gruesome and legitimately life-threatening was the unsafe stunt that Vince McMahon nearly walked out and stopped the entire match in its tracks. Number 7. Gangrel, a vampire, gets it in the neck. Following a slightly terrible Hell in a Cell contest between The Undertaker and Corporation Muscle Big Boss Man at WrestleMania 15, the Lord of Darkness's henchman The Brood descended on the ring, where they trust the losing security detail into a noose and left him hanging. For all visual intents, the big boss man was now dead, and it was on with the show as Gangrel and company sneered evilly. The world's friendliest vampire may have chuckled then, but he was laughing out the other side of his face when the same fate nearly befell him, for real, during an angle a month earlier. On the 1st of February 1999 edition of Raw, the Ministry of Darkness tried to recruit the gothically synergetic brood to their cause, and they felt the best way to do that was to kill the leader, Gangrel, which makes sense. The Undertaker brought a noose to the ring, which lackey JBL proceeded to strangulate the brood's boss with, only to get ensnared in the hangman's hold for real. The rope cinched up, recalls the entangled David Heath. I remember sitting there on TV and everything was just going away. I made my peace with God and I couldn't get it off. Thankfully, at the last second, the chokehold was relinquished and the blood rushed back to the bloodsucker's face. Number six, Callahan hits Edwards out of the park. Baseball bats, as suggested by their name, are very much designed for thwacking said balls through the windshield of cars parked outside the diamond. Three pound meter long poles of metal absolutely should not be used to clobber the head of a fellow person, unless the intention is of course to cave it in, which I should point out is illegal. Sadly, nobody told Sammy Callahan this before he launched into a vicious, albeit scripted assault of Eddie Edwards with Sting's weapon of choice on the 1st of March 2018 edition of Impact Wrestling. With Edwards prone beneath a ringside chair, the former and now much nastier Solomon Crow wildly swung at it with the sports equipment, only for the bat to ricochet off and accidentally smash Edwards in the face. The victim was left with a broken orbital socket and a broken nose. I mean, what do you expect? It's a goddamn baseball bat. Rather than apologize for an incident which could very nearly have ended in much graver circumstances, Callahan shrewdly capitalized on the ensuing heat to further the pair's feud, telling TMZ Sports, quote, people are saying we crossed the line, so from the bottom of my heart, I have to tell each and every one of you that I'm not sorry for a single thing that happened. Look at me and tell me I'm not being serious. I don't feel bad. Edwards himself was philosophical about the scary moment, but recognized the publicity it caused benefited both, describing it a few months later as, quote, a perfect storm of incidents and accidents. Number 5. Steve Austin's Monster Truck Challenge In 1999, at the very apex of WWE's Attitude Era, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a rolling juggernaut, and it would take one coming in the other direction to try and stop him. Well, that nearly happened in a very literal and scary way on the 19th of April edition of Monday Night Raw, when an incident of automotive inactivity nearly left Stone Cold, well, Stone Cold. Late 90s WWE was a carousel of iconic moments, and this early spring edition needed Austin to crumple The Rock's luxury limo with a £12,000 1800 
100 horsepower monster truck. Now, taming the behemoth was no issue. As he explained on the Steve Austin show, the bionic redneck, quote, don't give a sh what it is, I can drive it, unquote. Rather, it was the truck's ozone eroding exhausts that very nearly stifled stunning Steve. He said, quote, so I'm in this room and they shut the door behind me. It was about a three minute commercial break, so the whole time the people back home are watching commercials. I'm in a room inside a truck, breathing methanol and alcohol fumes, and I could barely breathe. If they hadn't cued me in when they did, I was about to die. Ironically, The Rock had been hosting a mock funeral for Austin throughout the episode, having declared the Texas rattlesnake legally dead after throwing him off a bridge. Quite fitting, really, that a few moments longer, and the Great One may have actually had to eulogize him for real. Number four, Piper's near Hollywood ending. Piper's off-camera run-ins are the stuff of industry legend. Whether brawling with the NWO backstage or the time he was literally stabbed by a fan following one of his typically incendiary heel performances. Less well-known, even though it took place before the watching world on the grandest stage of them all, was a scary near-miss at WrestleMania 12. His Hollywood backlot brawl contest, and just feels worth noting here, not worth your time watching because the transphobic ending has aged abysmally, called for gold dust to hightail the scene in his gilded Cadillac, giving way to a nail-biting high-speed pursuit. And yes, another note here, because WWE used footage of the O.J. Simpson police chase here and, well, you know, like we said, it hasn't aged well. The only problem was that as the son of the son of a plumber started to build up speed, he noticed the lead in Piper, who broke his arm earlier in the match, grounded on the tarmac. Speaking on the Edge and Christian podcast, Goldust said, quote, I'm looking dead at him and I'm thinking, please, dear God, move. He doesn't move and his knees hit and it just buckled the whole car. Vince McMahon personally escorted the beat-up duo to hospital. Piper, being Piper of course, insisted on the correct treatment for having a broken arm and being run over, which was some tape. Number three, Matt Hardy is broken. Elite responsible wrestling does just about all it can to protect its performers these days, in the face of irrefutable and alarming evidence of CTE in older, more carefree pros, but even in this day, sometimes mistakes still happen. Such was the case with Matt Hardy in one sickening spot at last September's AW All Out, when Hardy was speared off a ladder by opponent Sammy Guevara, only to overshoot the landing and take the fall headfirst on the concrete. Worst of all, despite referee Aubrey Edwards bringing a halt to the match, it resumed moments later on advice from the actual medical team of All Elite Wrestling. The multifarious one was whisked away to hospital immediately after picking up the win, but thankfully checked out intact. With even the slightest adjustment in the variables, version 1 could have very possibly become version gone. Number 2, Randy Orton nearly sets himself on fire. There aren't many professions, out with the circus anyhow, that allow those in the given industry to casually recount the time they were nearly set on fire as though it's a reasonable occupational hazard. Wrestling, it may have been said, is not like any other profession, which is why Randy Orton was able to retell such an experience when reflecting on his 2005 run-ins with The Undertaker. Following the pair's casket match at No Mercy 2005, a villainous Orton and his equally villainous father Bob decided to turn the funerary affair into a cremation by setting the coffin containing Taker on fire. The only thing was the legend killer's pyromania nearly backfired spectacularly. Orton said, quote, I'm dumping all this kerosene all over this f***ing casket. It's dripping everywhere, and it's splashing, and it's hitting me, and it's on my boots. I didn't even realize it, but my boots up to my knees were completely soaked in kerosene. Probably the worst thing you can possibly do when soaked with an inflammable substance is to light a match, which is of course exactly what Randy Orton proceeded to do. I stepped back just in the nick of time when you saw the fire take over the casket, he said. I think it just missed the tips of my toes. Now I realize that Randy Orton's old and somewhat short-lived music used to suggest that this fire burns. I'm not sure that's what they had in mind when they wrote that one. And number one, Sting's scary stunt. Even the tragic, senseless death of Owen Hart following a fall from the rafters of Kansas City's Kemper Arena in 1999 wasn't quite enough to dissuade the wrestling industry of its penchant for placing performers in unnecessary stunts. But for a last-second intervention, the same dreadful fate could have befell WCW icon Sting over two years prior. 
And yet, lessons were not learned. At the outset of the 20th of January 1997 edition of Monday Nitro, a rampaging Randy Savage cleared the ring to announce his return to a company increasingly tainted by the NWO. Down swooped WCW's resident inquirer Sting as if from nowhere. In reality, the painted vigilante had repelled some 140 feet from the ceiling of Chicago's United Center. But for a bit of indignified twirling, the stunt came off entirely without hitch, though Sting's sigh of relief upon landing two feet firmly on the ground belied his cool exterior. It had nearly went so very wrong. As Steve Borden explained in a 2004 shoot interview, as he stepped over the edge of his perch, the stunt coordinators realised he'd been harnessed backwards. If I'd stepped over and done it, the same thing that happened to Owen would have happened to me. Nevertheless, despite the close call, and more gravely, hearts passing two years on, WCW and Sting continue to run similar stunts. Eric Bischoff, speaking on his podcast in 2017, told about how there was, quote, a pretty intense debate but ultimately, we decided we knew what we were doing. Now, somewhat thankfully, there have been no repeats of Owen's tragedy since, but even a 0.01% risk just feels like it's really not worth taking. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.